Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Two Nerds, One Quest. I am your host and DM, JC Dimmer. I'm exploring chat today. I am here with these three nerds because, you know, math is hard. And that man pointing at me, putting his earbuds in, getting ready to rock and roll with the Godsmack shirt on. That is Godsmack, right? I did read that right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. it is. <clears throat> that is one Tom M. Norman playing Doug this morning. Ready to Doug? rock out with my feathers out. Kind of works. That was going to get weird. Kind of. Well, I'm, I'm Eric Cox. <laughs> like... I'm like a peacock. Peacock. Yeah, you're a cock. Uh, that that other man in the blue shirt there is one Ryan Crixus is cooked up. How are you doing this morning, buddy? Oh, doing fantastic. I'm hoping that Wisconsin has a better sports day than yesterday. Uh, Badger victory um, was elusive, and so I'm hoping the Packers can come through. They should be able to. They're playing the purple people eaters, so. Speaking we'll of see. purple things, uh, that last man there <laughs> in wow. the green is one <laughs> Jeff Jacob Williams. How are you doing this morning, bud? Good, good. Yeah, good thing it's not a home game today. It's been raining for like 24 hours. Man, those would be the fun ones. I love those wet games. Yeah, but that's playoff game in 94 the... against the 49ers. <laughs> They're all muddy, and then Desmond Howard missed the kickoff. In the second half, mm -hmm. the groundskeepers don't love these games. I'm sure. No, they don't. Uh, they do not at all. Would not want to sit in the stands either. And if you've, been, if you've been watching, welcome to Rexham on Fox. No plug intended. I'm just thoroughly enjoying the show. You can, you know, that these fields are not cheap. They they Your laid best. down a brand new field for a hundred k. After the first game, it was torn to shit because it wasn't very good quality. So they ended up spending another 200k repairing it or replacing it. Ain't it great? Yeah. Right. So instead of spending 200k off the bat, they ended up spending close to 400k getting it right. That sounds right. Oh, Jeff, you got a uh, you got a recap maybe and maybe a limerick. I do, I do. So last episode we crossed the ballroom in the tower and came to an invisible bridge uh, after finding our way across that. Um, we, uh, and with rocks and ice falling outside, continually hitting the tower and the barrier on the tower, uh, we walked into a mirrored room with a hologram of a bald man. Um, he gave us some information and opened a door that transported us to an oval room uh, with a door that had a crystal above it and two, uh, patches of darkness that appeared to be magic swords, which we ended up having to fight. Uh, it was quite a brutal battle when they did get a hit, because uh, and Doug was only saved by the essence of Aranon, uh, saving him at one hit point at that point. Uh, Tika was killed again. This is, I think, the second time today she's been killed. Um, and uh, we blasted the crystal open to, to get through the barrier, to get through the doors. Uh, Crixus was the first one through and triggered a trap that uh, started to turn him to stone. It slowed him down first and they eventually just uh, turned him to stone while Doug and Jacob tried and failed to save him um, with no nothing available. Uh, we came into a room with eight doors. Uh, Scant knew the masters of the rooms or of the schools to, to get the doors open. 
uh, around that time, we recognized that uh, the things hitting the tower and potentially the city moving was causing the tower to be unsteady. So we don't know how long it's going to stand. Uh, the room we walked into had eight chairs facing a starry miasma. And we saw that Valine's footprints apparently looked like they went into it. And uh, uh, before we were able to step through, um, uh, camera pan back to Crixus, and he is uh, cured of his petrification by a feminine hand on his shoulder, which, uh, as I was thinking, was going to be the Ice Queen, turned out to be a reappearance of Eliana. So that is where we ended up. And the gang and some shadow swords sparred until Crixus runs by with no regard. He's sick of this crap, but triggers a trap. Then we all watch as Crixus gets hard. <laughs> Sounds a, a, bit, um, a bit, uh, bit voyeuristic. I like it. It's totally worth it. <laughs> okay. So, it's on that note. Feminine figure pulls her hood back and looks at you, Crixus, and says, I knew you'd end up in trouble, old man. Uh, Crixus immediately grabs Ellie and, and holds her tight. Big hug. Warm embrace. Big hug. Um, you guys, there's a another... <laughs> when you're, you actually hold each other to keep on your feet, uh, Doug and... Well, Doug, you go ahead and pop up and use your flap your wings and lands. <laughs> yeah, Ben, now it's starting to become a common thing that you're not thinking about. Uh, Jacob, I do need a dexterity saving throw from you, though. As the whole tower shifts again. Oops, I left a fuzzy dice on from last week. Oh, good roll at the end. Uh, 19. 19, yeah, easily. Um, You do... Uh, make a perception check, Jacob specifically. Uh, unlikely. Uh, six. Six. Yeah. Yep. The tower swing. Uh, mm. Ellie kind of steadies herself and backs away from you and said, "Where are the others?" Was Crixus fully uh, able to perceive while he was in stone? Uh, Otherwise, he would not know. Yeah, no, you 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 wouldn't know. You would, would have entered one of the doors. Uh, yeah, I'll say there is a door that ahead of you of these eight doors that is open. That's kind of swaying with the tower. It's kind of opening and closing and opening and closing. But the tower has shifted okay. enough now that it's not. It's hitting the door frame and it's not locking or latching. Well, then Crixus would. Uh, then Crixus would tell her, uh, "If you didn't see them back where you came from, they be in that door." And she kind of hold, holds her hand out after you. <laughs> Crixus looks back at her and last time I entered a door without looking first, I ended up a stone figure. Mm. All right. 
she walks over she walks over to the door and she pushes it and just kind of looks at the floor looking in she sees jacob um and a eric kokra that she doesn't know <laughs> jacob and jacob you you hear her clearly little taken aback that she's here <laughs> What are you doing here? And even his ass, apparently. <laughs> Crixus is standing there. He's free. Crixus, your bag of holdings missing. Um, it doesn't take you long to realize that it's on one of their backs, <laughs> yeah. along with anything else of value that was on you. Yeah, I think we. I think it was just a bag. I think. Yeah, I think. I think we took, bag. Oh, because everything else would have turned to stone. Yeah, we turned the potion, or we took the potions and used them, I think, but uh, mm -hmm. which were in the back. I think those were in his backpack, but just the bag of holding was the only thing that seemed useful enough for the quest. Yeah. So I'll I'll give him back his bag of holding, but then I'll go take mine from Doug that I never took back. So uh, Ellie walks through the door, realizing that the door's been opened, and they walk they walked in. She walks through confidently. Um, I kind of glanced over her shoulder and was like, come on. <laughs> so what are... Can Ellie have that Doug? Uh, no. Um, Doug, I'm... nice to meet you. Yeah, Doug is just kind of giving her the side eye. Like, You're... who is this lady and how did she get here and why do we know her? You're looking at her and actually she does look very suspicious because all you see is a cloaked woman. Mm -hmm. Um, that's got a, a shield on her back and, uh, I, she, I... at your suspicion, she takes her cloak and kind of flips it over to the side and you can see, you can tell that she's in full, um, I think chain mail and, uh, she's got a, um, religious symbol on her. You, you can tell very quickly that she's a cleric. Okay. Now I... might be a good time for Doug to ask her how she made it past the boundary. That is a great question. And to to metagame just a hair. Crixus Crixus Do you ask her? Yeah, I Doug yeah. would. I because I'm very suspicious, I would say, woman, throw back your hood so I can look upon your face. And how her, did you get her, past that barrier? Her hood is back. She okay. does the one uh part of her cloak. It was tied and hand draped gotcha. down the middle, so she okay. threw them over the one shoulder so you can she kind of reveals her mace and all that yeah. stuff. Um, I would ask her though. She looks at you deadpan and says, what barrier? Mm. The one that we had to Ugh. go through. It must be, it must be gone with the shifting of the building, with the shifting of the city. I was going to say, it's more than the building. The city is shifting. and I don't know why, and I don't want to know why, but we need to get out of here. Hmm. I would agree, but we need to go through this portal. What's through this portal? Uh, we're chasing. Uh, it's a long story, but we have to go. Doug's 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 Doug's
maybe be responsible for this. Doug goes, I'm going to go through the portal. I did not trust her one bit. So you step into the star field and um, the uh, you are you are transported into let's see what takes you into where my nineteen N, I think. Oh, wait, wait. Y19Q. I did not look at this. Oh, there we go. Y19. That makes sense. Um, Sorry. Scrolling to Q. Um, Am I going to a different place on the map? Yeah, Y19Q. The upper right. part of that, uh, above the stairs, there. Um, kind of in that, in the northern cutout there, up on that platform, is where you end up. Uh, looking around, uh, there are tables and stuff covered with wizard, different wizardly paraphernalia, uh, different magic uh, bits and baubles and. Experiments it's all covered with a thick layer of dust. Um, below, there is a door in what looks to be like a cylinder that comes straight up through the room. Um, that door is hanging open. Do we see any movement or is there anything happening in this room other than just a door and a cylinder? You see the door just kind of hanging there and that cylinder there. Everything else, um, make a perception check. Fifteen. Sitting on one of the tables is just a mess of um, stuff. It looks like something was picked up from the table and uh, broke a significant amount of stuff as it pulled it off the sides. Uh, the um, There is dust, like footprints in the dust that lead to that door, but it, it ran to that table first, whatever it was. Did everybody else follow me? I'm back to the other room. Did everyone follow? <laughs> Doug walks into this uh, star field and slowly just... and is gone. Before I go into that area, I give Eliana from the bag of holding that I know is in there the potion of cold resistance. Ah, uh, she grabs that right away and proceeds to... How long does that last? <laughs> it would last an hour if she took it. Uh, she says, thank you. Uh, I'm good right now, but if I feel cold, she puts it on her belt and ready to slam it if need be. And then I'll walk through. 
you walk through and and you find yourself like standing like right in Doug's wings. <laughs> like like if if feathers made you sneeze, you'd sneeze. Yes, sir. Yes, right soft. There. Doug, something suddenly appears behind you. Downy. As Crixus appears behind you. They're in very close proximity to you, like right in between your wings. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you're going to want to cuddle with me after this anytime we have a camp and a uh, hotel. Because, yeah, I'm. I am Goose Downy Soft. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be annoyed. I'm gonna be like, get the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and I'm gonna step forward into the room more. Okay, you step forward up to that ledge. I'll uh just say you ready for whatever we're walking into, Ellie, and then I'll uh see if we can time it so we both go through at the same time. She grabs her mace and then her shield, and she's like, "I don't know what's on the other side." Okay, let's go. <laughs> she kind of walks. Now she's a little ahead of you, but she goes through um, and sees the two of them standing ahead of her and kind of walks in. She's like, "Wow, that's this place is strange." You walk through. Yes, with her. Yeah, yeah. So you yeah. come through on the other side. Um, we are missing Tika, right? Tika is not alive. Yep, right Tika's gone. She's correct. Sad. I don't know where Professor Scant was. I, I think. You think, uh, think he got thrown back in the bag? Oh, so then I've got him. I'm assuming. No, I. I mean, with all the stuff that was going on. I mean, he's he just. Him out. He's free balling out there. Oh, okay, so he's floating on uh -huh. his hand. He cast uh -huh. his. Uh, Free ball. He's floating on his mage hand. Um, uh, he actually, um, just before you go through, he's like, what? Wait! And that's the last you hear. And then, like, a proper cartoon, you see an arm reach out and grab him and pull him through. Right. <laughs> Now I gotta cast Mage Hand again. Shit. <laughs> it's a rare moment you hear him swear. Yeah, he might be safer in a bag. You gonna put me in the bag? Well, tell us what you, tell us what you know about this room here. Uh, there's a door there. Um, this is near the top of the tower. Um, uh, this is very clearly a wizard's study, lab, place. Someone went through here. Holy cow, look at that table. There's a uh, bunch of like shattered glass and stuff that got broken over there. Doug is going to go down by the door because that's clearly the only place where Helene could have gone. All right. Go by the door. You open the door and it is dark. Like unnaturally dark in front of you. Like magically dark in front of you. But that's where the footsteps lead as well. Uh, everyone make a dexterity saving throw. Remember you, you get plus, remember you get plus four. If they're within how much how 30 feet of you? Ten. Ten feet of you. They aren't all within ten feet of you. Nineteen. Twenty-one. 
Oh, I suppose I got to do this for Ellie. <laughs> she needs a dexterity saving throw. Oh, this is not good for her. Oh, wait, I got to do saving throw and not. Oh, does it matter? No, it does not. Gee. Crixus? <laughs> um, I guess it's two. Crixus just experienced something where his die said 19, and the number that came across on D&D Beyond said one. I've seen that before. So. Go, go but, with the dice. Um, it says it says two, so I'll say it two. <laughs> two. Uh, you and Ellie both go to grab each other for support and end up on your asses. <laughs> uh, Jacob, you are fine. Doug, what did you have for dexterity saving throw? Nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. Yes, you are fine. Uh, Doug and Jacob, I need perception checks from you too. I'm in suspense. <laughs> Me too. Fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, the tower's swaying. Uh, I'm gonna look around behind me and just yell, "Hurry up, you fools!" This needs to end now. And I'm going to go into the blackness. You step into the blackness. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. So Crixus is going to... It's going to result in giving... Um, Jacob some bardic inspiration. Okay. But I'm going to... I'm going to just... Like, with Ellie here, we cannot lose. We... We're in the perfect position. Let's finish this for the people. Jacob is inspired. <laughs> Jacob is inspired. Jumps down off that ledge towards towards the door uh, and kind of looks at it, <laughs> looks at the blackness beyond where Jacob or where Doug just disappeared into and kind of puts her hand in there. Hold. <laughs> Who's going next? <laughs> she's just not so going with, she's going without you guys. She knows you too. So she's blindly. She doesn't know anything after... about him. After I I give my inspirational speech, then Crixus will go through. Uh, the second Crixus goes through, uh, are you nearby, Jacob? Um, I would have been walking up to it. You would have been walking up to it. So you see Crixus go through it. Ellie grabs your like shirt or a strap on you or something. Says, "Come on." <laughs> Like follows him immediately and doesn't give you much of a chance unless you resist. I mean, you do have nope. a chance to resist this. Uh, she grabs you and says, nope. "Come on!" Um, you guys all are teleported to a uh, somewhat familiar location. Um, it is very cold. You think you may even be outside right now, and before you is this massive orb. 
that you seem to be seeing from a different angle than you first saw it, where you fought a giant outside of the tower when you first arrived in the city. Oh. Um, standing, at the base? Yeah. Standing at right up next to this orb with a staff in it shoved in like it the back end of the staff is like if a staff's like six feet tall the bottom three feet of it are in that and there's a magical glow around both the orb and Valine as she is just she's frozen in position with this magical aura around her um I need dexterity saving throws again is everybody within 10 feet of you this time? Yes. 18. So they get a plus what? Four. Plus four. 14. 13. 20 for Ellie. Uh, yeah, you all you all maintain your feet. Um, no perception check is required. Uh, I need someone to roll a D D8 for me. Not it. If you if, if you look at the map. <laughs> okay, Crix, this will roll a D eight for me. If you look at the map, you have the spire, the grand tower in the middle of it. Four. Four. Okay. At that moment, the it's the the city is on like a plate and it's trying to pull up out of the ice. It's trying to move out of the ice. And there is a fissure that splits below your feet, pushing two of you to each side of the fissure. And when that fissure happens, the legs snap out from one side of the tower and it goes down to the southwest. I need dexterity saving throw from everyone as this tower collapses above you. Oh, ugly. Seven. Remember, plus four. Seven. Oh, yeah, 11. Uh, dirty 20. All right. Um, would you like to do anything, Jacob? Um, actually, everyone roll a d10. I'll figure out what, who's on what side of this fissure. Five. That pretty much solves the issue. Nine. And would make sense. Eight. Yep. Okay. So, uh, Ellie and Jacob, you are on the west side of the fissure, and uh, Crixus and Doug are on the east side of the fissure as this tower collapses, and it collapses towards the east side of the fissure. Uh, both of you are going to take, oh, let's see. Both of you take 16 points of bludgeoning damage as uh, Crixus and Doug, as the tower, parts of the tower collapse on you. Fuck. 
Uh oh. <laughs> are are you down? No, no. I just <laughs> very well. I'm bloodied. You 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 look around. You take a quick assessment as that tower going down was kind of a big thing. It becomes very calm. Um, Voline is screaming. She is underneath the orb, the lower half of her body crushed. She is screaming for help. She is screaming to be let out. It's almost incoherent. Christmas. Um. Which side of the fissure is she on? Uh, she is on the east side of the fissure. That giant orb is cracked down the middle where the staff was. Um, and her body is pinned under it. Her legs up to like waist is pinned under it. And she's clawing and grabbing at it and you can actually as you watch her she is frantic and you see as she grabs I can't believe I'm describing this as she's grabbing and clawing at the ice and rock one of her fingernails comes off as she's just trying to pull herself out from underneath it she's gone mad you gross um Doug you said she's on the east side and we're on the east side so yeah. Doug I'm going to run up to it and use my shield as and use one of those discharges from the shield to try to push the uh the uh orb off of her push the orb off of her how my uh what is the what does the discharge do uh it's a battering shield yeah. um, battering shield uh it's essentially like uh if you push something, you can use your shield to, instead of just pushing it away, it can actually knock it further and prone. Yep. Okay. Uh, make, an, make an attack roll. Just charge the orb and make an attack roll to push that off. Any modifiers to it? Whatever your attack roll modifier is. <laughs> uh, your, uh, do the, so do the your proficiency in shields, do your strength and, uh, and, and your proficiency bonus. Uh, 14 plus 2, and proficiency is plus 4, so 6, uh, uh, 20. Yeah, you hit it, and you push it, and it rolls off of her, and a whole section of the ground near this fissure collapses away as the orb and everything goes falling. Um, her bottom half of her body is mangled, um... Quick, put her in the bag of holding. Let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> What'd you say? No. <laughs> she she is now... Um, she has stopped screaming, but she is still... <laughs> she's doing the Peter Griffin. They're kind of crushed, but yeah, she is... She is... Her breathing is weak. She is near death, honestly. And you hear a scream in the distance. An icy 
cold, ear-piercing scream, almost like feedback from a speaker, as Arl steps out from around the corner. Oh shit, it's on. Roll initiative. I have like five things to do before initiative. (laughs) I'll give you all one. I will give you one as you all get one action to do as um, Doug is pushing the boulder off of her. Where did Valine come from? Or not Valine, where did uh, Oral come from? She came from the, she's on the west side. She's on your and Ellie's side. This fissure is probably about 50, uh, no, I shouldn't say probably about, this fissure is 50 feet deep and 20 feet wide. Okay. I, oh man. It's probably the worst, but weirdest use of something. Okay. If once I saw the fissure was there, I would have started preparing it. So then once, once uh, oral appeared, I think I, this would have been my uh, action so that the rest of them could deal with it. I'm going to use the scroll of wall of ice if I can and create a ice bridge across the chasm. Oh, excellent. Yes. I love it. You lay the wall down on its side. All right. Yeah, and as 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 thick as I can, and still bridge the gap with a a reasonable overlap, so that it doesn't get destroyed. All right, that is always the plan. Um, there's another noise you hear. You hear a roar as well. Um, that for some reason tickles your memory, Crixus. Um, what would you like to do? I said you have an action. Um, I will pull out of the bag of holding the statue of the nightmare steed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My original thought was to heal Valine enough so that she could ride the horse, but I think I'll just pull it out of the bag for now and activate it if I can. All right, yeah. There is a nightmare steed standing in front of you as you pull this little figurine out. And what what is the trigger word for this? Is it? I am your nightmare. I... <laughs> Giddy up, bitch. Um, Giddy up. Yeah, I guess. Uh, let's just... Ride a cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> no. Let's, uh... I choose you, nightmare, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> go, go, gadget, nightmare. There you go. Go, go, gadget, nightmare. <laughs> Pause it out there. Nightmare, Steve. It's dark black, almost magical blackness, like what you stepped in that has a mane and a tail that looks like it's like made of fire. But as you put your hand there, you realize it's 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 quite cool. It's quite cool to the touch. Steal a little from Mr. Tolkien. Uh, Let's see. All right. Uh, so we need some initiative then. I got a fourteen on mine. Let's see, where's Ellie? I'm, a, I'm assuming, John. I'm assuming my free action would have been getting that boulder off of or yeah. the 
okay. yeah. That's why I said they get they get to do something. Oh, Ellie's got something. She can do something. Um, she can heal she's me. She's gonna drink that potion. <laughs> potion of cold resistance. It's like, yeah, that seems like a good time. That seems like a great idea. All right, so then let's auto roll initiative. All right, and start around the uh, just coming into view in the distance, quite a ways in the distance. Crixus, and you see a dragon. Um, a kind of familiar beat up mechanical dragon that looks like it's been half-ass repaired. Oh. <laughs> so much that blowing uh, its ass out. That's on the edge of the city right now. <laughs> Pretty much. Outside of this cavern. Looks like it's patrolling. Doesn't look like it's um, interested oh. in fighting right now, so to speak. The Shardlin dragon? Yeah, is, yeah. Is that what it looks like? Yeah, like, yeah it kind of looks like that. Looks like someone. <laughs> it's kind of like cobbled together with like ice and um, other bits and wood. And Oh man, so like, maybe a little magic, a little love. <laughs> like, someone, like someone took a <laughs> mechanical dragon repair class and wasn't very good at it. Trying to remember how that ended then. Valine knew somebody who could take care of getting rid of it. Apparently they didn't just get rid of it. They may have had some issues. Mm. Those people getting rid of it. Mm. Like one certain ice queen that needed something to fly on. Mm. Makes sense. Alright. Cool. It is your turn. I'm on top here with a 15. You are on top with well, no, the dragon was at 18, but okay. the king on top. He, he is far away and not paying attention to the fight yet because he doesn't know it. He's just him. letting you know he's there. Yep. Um, he was All where right. the initiative order was where I was going to reveal him. <laughs> so he's number one. Uh, so you see the dragon now. Uh, and I probably never did, might pro might never have come up in the storytelling of the, the dragon. Um, or at least not specifically enough. Uh, how close is Oral? Oral is 30 feet away. Okay, and I have never met her before. No, but she does not look friendly. Uh, <laughs> uh, she obviously looks like Icy. Oh, man. Like a giant <laughs> ice statue thing, spider, pokey lady. The, the dichotomy of if I bring in Tika, she's immune to cold. I can bring her in immune to cold and I'd be resistant to cold. Or I could bring her in as fire and then she'd have some fire abilities. I feel like the defensiveness is what I'm going to need here. So I will use my action to um, I gotta use a spell slot to do it. I will use my Last first level spell slot to bring Tika in, and I'll put her uh, halfway between um, Oral and myself, and I will bring her in as cold. So she's she's white and icy. Um, Someone's got to say this. You can bring her what? in warm, or you can bring her in cold. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for one of you two. 
And then uh, oh, bonus yes. action, bonus action. I'll command Tika to um, uh, attack if if threatened. Okay. Um, I'm not going to send her closer. So she's about 15 feet from me. And then I will, uh, since it kind of dawns on me that Ellie might never have seen Tika, that I'll say, "Don't worry, the Drake, the Drake is mine. That's Tika." And let her process that in the moment. Uh, and then Tika will take the action of uh, holding or readying the action of attack if if uh, enemy comes within melee. All right. Doug. So there's two ways. Actually, one there's only the one way I can play it. <laughs> God damn it, John. <laughs> Go sit in the corner. Think about what you just did. Um. Uh, there's two ways I can play this. So I I know who Oral is. Doug does not know who Oral is. Well, Doug knows who Oral is, but has he ever seen her before? So that's where I am struggling no, but with. I think you guys had, you guys would have had conversations about her. You would know who she is, but yeah, you haven't physically seen her. Thanks for that one, Kurt. Um... So I will, can I take the free action of saying, is this her? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I can say, is this her and take a defensive, hold an action to attack. Well, even until someone clarifies. Yeah. I'm going that to, can be your trigger. I'm going to actually say that and hold my movement and action. Cause I want you to take flight. Action. You can only hold one, okay. one or the other. Okay, so I will say that and then take flight, just like you know, within shouting distance. So okay. you know, Where twenty you fly specifically, twenty feet in the air. I'm going to hover over. Uh, Jacob is closer, so I'm going to hover over Jacob. Okay. Um, As you fly up and get above Jacob. Yeah. And then just ask. Uh, and then you're going to hold what? My action. action. Wait, what action? An attack? Or you need to hold something specific. You can't say your action. You well, I was hoping to hold what? this as fun. But I my in, oh. initial my, my plan is to fly over the top of her and drop all five fireballs on her. The necklace. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's an action to throw one bead. Oh, I can't drop all five on her? No. Fuck. Not unless you want to give her the necklace. You, 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 I think you can throw the whole... She'd be glad to use it. I'm sure. You might want to check that. You might be able to throw... Because I, I can cast it, it at level five. It, it inc- The number of beads it increases the level of the spell. Yeah. Oh, is that what it does? Yeah, because so I have a level have... five fireball. On. Yeah, it's 10d6 damage. Okay. So then you can yeah, so if you, you can just if you, throw the necklace and activate it. Yeah, if you do them one at a time, they're all third level. But if you do it, you can increase the level by each bead beyond the first. Okay. Okay. So then you can hold your action to throw the beads at her. That will be your use of the necklace, and your trigger is someone saying yes, that's her. Yeah, the, my my trigger will be either her coming within closer, like a good range, or 
because at that point, she's thirty feet away. There isn't really much better range. Yeah, you can. It says you can throw the beads up to sixty feet away, and you're in the air, so you probably have pretty good uh, visual. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be my my trigger is somebody affirming that this is indeed somebody that needs to be blown the fuck up. Um, and Jacob and uh, Ellie have not seen her, so we're we would be assuming. If we were to confirm it, so yep. you're gonna you're gonna need a Crixus. Almost on cue, ah, Crixus. It's your turn. Crixus says, "Of course, that is the Lady Ice Kiss, the warden of this icy prison. The ten towns are held in. She is our mortal enemy, and the reason we are here. Take her down, destroy her." All right. That's your cue. All right. Dexterity 15. Throw th- roll them dice. Dex 15. Oops. 12. Suit ya. <sighs> this rolling. is a level. If level you're throwing five. them all. It, hold on. Hold on. It starts hmm. out as a third level. So each bead is each additional bead goes up from third level. Yep. It's just say five, it says five charges on your sheet. Which would make it a level seven. Yep. Oh, shit. All right. The level seven fireball. 12 D6 coming at you, John. (laughs) I missed all those rolls. (laughs) 46 damage. 46 fire damage. 46 damage. This seems to do. if you say nothing, I'm going to shit my pants and throw my chair out the window. <laughs> she sneezes. You release, you throw this necklace of fireballs at her. All of the charges. It goes sailing. It's a hope. And you throw, and it hits the ground. And I need a dexterity saving throw from Tika because you said Tika was halfway between the 30 feet, which is 15, which puts her in. Oh, no. Yeah. Wait. It's a, if it's a 20 foot, oh yeah, radius. Yep. She's in range of it. As this fireball just explodes out. Um, it's, uh, it's a 13. It's a 13. Uh, does that say? No, it does not. <laughs> no. Uh, so Tika will Sorry, take Jeff. 46. Fire damage. She's not. She's not bad, but she's not. Uh, <laughs> Ain't happy. Not happy. I'm getting the, better. As the fire kind of calms down from this, all the points and like edges of her body have been like melted down, dull. Uh, she ended up taking 92 points of damage from this, as she is vulnerable to fire. So it did way more than you thought it was going to do. Uh, and right. she screams and it echoes throughout and there is a response in the air of a dragon <laughs> that echoes back <laughs> and um, he hasn't done anything yet because it's not his turn but uh, he's aware now that makes sense uh, that makes sense alright I'm going to continue my turn if that's yes. cool <laughs> I'm so happy with um, those results no as a as as a continuation of of my inspirational speech um 
I'm going to uh, use my Mantle of Inspiration ability. Um, grant five temporary hit points to all of our key players. Ooh. Um, and each, each of those players, each of those individuals can move up to um, their movement speed. Additionally? And so, yeah, right now. Oh, without right provoking now. any... Right oh, now, with, without provoking an opportunity attack. Nice. I can move how is, far? Uh, is TK included in that? Up to your movement speed. So yeah, that was my thought. Is is it possible that Tika could have used that and evaded um, if I would have timed it appropriately? Uh, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. I would say that. Uh, sadly, she would have went in i think <laughs> yeah yeah honestly she probably would have ran in to, okay uh, so that well, doesn't change anything but 15 okay. feet it's up to jeff if he if he wants her in closer or at the 15 feet she is right yeah okay. no i think yeah. he, she was with Crixus yelling that out tika would have been compelled to attack because that's what uh Crixus was kind of yelling about so um so I mm -hmm. guess Tika would make an attack then they're ready to action to attack when she gets there. And uh Does so, a fifteen hit? Uh fifteen hit her. Uh, let's pull this back up. Um No, fifteen just misses. Okay. Then Tika's action has been spent. So Crixus is going to move a little closer um, as part of that. But also, um, I am looking around at... Um, I know Doug's taking, taking damage. And I just saw Tika take some damage. Mm -hmm. So I think my play is to cast a second level cure wounds on Tika because I just saw her like really take the brunt of some damage. Cure wounds is a touch spell. Oh, that's right. So I have to use healing word. Uh, so. I don't know that it's going to matter. She's at like nine and she's okay. in melee. So. Well... That's Save. probably okay. Um, so then, instead, oh yeah, and healing word is a bonus action, so you already used your bonus action. Oh fair. Your... So I'll be yeah. curing wounds myself then, because okay. I need some healing, and that's the entire intent of all of this is to heal myself a little bit. Yep. So. And then, does your horsey need a a thing? How to. How does the horsey work? Um, he is a friend to us, but I believe he makes his own decisions. So let me look at that. If y'all got a screen where you can throw it up and you want to throw up a little bit of rodeo, we can run this. It might not be on the stream, but 
it will give you an idea where everything is. I, I threw it up just uh, same password as before. Uh, would um, you like to text me that password? Because I was not a part uh, of that one. I, I don't because I don't want a bunch of people jumping in here and screwing with it. Um, but yes, somehow I will text you that. Really care if I do this. Oops, I got to use the proper mouse to do this. Um, uh, and the proper keyboard. See if I did it right. I send you a message in a direct message in uh, um, Discord, Norm. All right. And then, um, so what I'm doing with the figurine of Wondrous Power, again, is part of my speech, um, clearly communicating to the Nightmare, which it can understand um, my commands to attack our mortal enemy, the Lady Ice Kiss. But it does have, uh, apparently, a 10% chance to ignore my order each oh, turn. Which uh, is new. Percentile, then. Choose high or low. Um, Let's go low. If, if you're in the bottom 10%, he doesn't listen. <laughs> okay. Roll percentile for it. So is that you and Tika right now, Jeff? Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. 16. So just out of the bottom 10%. Who listens? He listens, so um, I will let you get you guys get know their rodeo. Uh, five, ten, fifteen, yep. And then you were thirty feet away, so we actually got to move you a little bit closer, Jeff. Right here. Um, the big swirly thing is her. Uh, here, let me. <laughs> I know there's a skeleton. Let me throw that out there for Valine. Belief. Um, oh, I need Ellie too. Um, so I'm gonna throw myself. Out. I'm gonna throw myself out there. Then is that what I'm doing? Yeah, put yourself out there. Um, Ellie is going to be. This I think. This will be Ellie. She's on the side with. Don't forget, everyone, that uh, you get um, it's that extra amount of temporary hit points. So yep, that yep, was, I yep. that. throw that in. Yeah, five temporary hit points for each individual. So Tika would have lost five less. Then. Yeah. Um, and then I want to do this. This is the bridge and ended up across here. That's oh, a beautiful yeah, drawing. You're in the air, isn't it? Isn't it? So then we need 
Crixus, you're you and your horse are on the opposite side of okay. the cavern. From you're on the side that Valine's on somewhere, and you said you sent your horse across the bridge then, and he listened. He did listen, and I sent him to attack. So right. he has a uh, speed of sixty feet. Oh shit! And can, can fly at ninety feet because apparently it flies. Oh fun! And yeah, he, it he can get to her no issue. Sheds bright light if that ever comes up, but it does have a melee weapon attack of hooves, which um, have plus six to hit. 2d8 plus 4 and adds 2d6 fire damage. <laughs> so that it is, is relevant. Kind of awesome. I will put uh, here this thing. This little token. He runs up to her and call this nightmare. There's the nightmare. It's up on Valine. Or not on Valine. On the um, oral. Then we just need Crixus on the map. Are oh, you gonna? I'm sorry, it's I, okay. I was. T- I was. You're taking um, your turn, dude. <laughs> Don't be sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I just sprung so, this on you guys. Um, I, I tell you though, I am moving up as close to her as I can. Actually, I'm gonna join the rest of my team. Okay. Like kind of fireball formation in the team, but yeah, kind uh, of yeah, like I'll, a I'll put a token Avengers okay, pose. There you go. Got it. Right, go up. Uh, you'll be on the other side though because you had to come across the bridge, so I moved you to the other side. Yeah, I added him on there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There we go. And I don't Maybe recall. The, I don't recall the passcode for Owlbear. Uh else, Okay. So Can you maybe just text? Uh, who's me next? Somebody. Oh, I'll, I'll he's next. You. Yeah. Someone text him. So, um, and then let's see. Ellie is next. So Ellie is going to um turn and look at Crixus, who is not looking so hot. Um, and because uh, Doug is flying above, she can't actually reach him. He doesn't look very good either. Uh, but not- she is going, going to turn to Crixus, and she is going to... Um, let's see, where is she? Oh, she's How are you doing, Crixus? I'm, o- I'm okay. I mean, I just added... 16 to myself during that turn with the five temporary and 11. So I'm, I'm feeling okay. Good. I was going to say, is this reading right? Um, at 44 is what you're at plus the five temporary. Yeah. The only thing I have to check is if, because I have that special feature that adds some additional points to me, but I just, I'm checking right now to see if it adds that when I cast the spell on myself. Okay. And I don't recall. I so the difference would does. be like five or six. So. I think it does. Um, yeah, it yeah. does. So it's two, two plus, plus two. So it's four more. Four more. So yeah, Ellie's, so Ellie's actually going to look at you and say, are you okay? Like, like she holds good. a hand up. Like, like she's healed you before. You're both clerics. She said, are you good? I'm good. Focus right. on her. Um, Oh, the attack missed. That's right. I was going to say, did the steed attack? And it did, but it missed. Um, she is going to drop... Um, she's going to drop a... Uh, where's her thing? 
with the stuff. Uh, of course, the thing with the stuff. Yeah, exactly. Her spiritual weapon. That's what I'm looking for. There it is. She's going to drop her spiritual weapon in behind. Oh, what do I want to make the spiritual weapon? I guess it doesn't matter. Um, Flaming yeah. torch. Flaming torch. <laughs> shove it up her butt. Yeah, Actually, this, looks, like, this looks like a weapon. That'd be good. Right behind her. Upper butt. <laughs> um, this is a spiritual weapon. Weapon. And then that's going to attack. Um, hello. Dean to be under. Why are you not responding? There we go. Haha. <laughs> 14, which misses. Mm. She seems very evasive oh, so shit. far. I didn't mean to do that that way. Okay, that's why. Haha, <laughs> couldn't see it. Um, spiritual weapon misses. That's her bonus action. Um, she is actually going to then take a step back here and. Uh, there. <laughs> I don't know where she's going. She's going right there. Uh, she's stepping back. Um, let's see, Doug, you're in the air. Um, she's going to bless. Can she do that? No, she can't. It's going to be a cantrip. Uh, she is going to... Sacred Flame at um, Lady Ice Kiss. So I need a dexterity saving throw from her. Get her! Uh, Get her! Is that 13? It's not safe. That does not save for Ellie. And that will be... Oh, Ghetto Crit. Oh, no, it's a 6 and an 8. Boo. 14 points of... That's radiant damage, right? Yes. Uh It's important. It's not fire damage. 14 points of radiant damage, and that will end her turn. Moving on to Oral. Uh, All right. So she is going to attack Tika. Um, Wow. Holy cow. Um, First attack is a 21 to hit. Yep, that hits. Uh, It is four points of piercing damage and... 16 points of cold damage. Yeah, she's immune to cold. Ooh. I picked her right. <laughs> uh, second live. attack with her morning star is a 14 to hit. Miss. That misses. Um, she roars in frustration as she misses, and then she launches an ice dart 
at uh, Jacob, Doug, and Crixus. One at each. Um, starting from the left to right. Jacob, does 18 hit you? Uh, it does. That is seven points of piercing damage and one point of cold damage. Oh, and half of one rounded up is still one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is accurate. Does a 12 hit you? No. Probably not. Here's a question. Can I use yes. a reaction to Hellish Rebuke? Or do uh, I have to be, be damaged? You have to be damaged to okay. Hellish Rebuke. And, okay. And you have to be, uh, to be damaged. You need to be hit, I think, is what it is. Hold on. What was that? And you have to be within five feet. I don't believe... Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a melee attack. Oh, but Hellish Rebuke says need to be... 60 feet. What is the trigger? Yeah, it's it's sixty feet. Oh, it is. What is the trigger? Is it being hit or being damaged? It'll say when you are being damaged. Okay. Okay. So that one missed. Crixus, your ice dart comes sailing at you. Does a twenty hit you? Probably. It no. does not. Does not. It, I just got to make sure I don't have any other modifiers. Okay. Um. It does hit me Ooh. because I still have shield of faith on Is that a spell? something else. Yeah. Um, six and points of cast six points of piercing damage and six points of cold damage. That's one point away from ghetto critting. And then that moves us to the dragon. Which has turned its head, roared, and is flying directly at you guys. You can see in the distance. Uh, you estimate there will be one more turn of travel, and then on his following turn, he will be there to fight you. Because he has. Make sure I got this right. What's his speed? Uh, his flight speed. Yeah, 90. So, he's got one more turn of travel after this, and he's coming flying at you. So, Jacob, back to you, sir. All right. So many things. Oh, oh nice. Uh, well, I have the Dragon Slayer Longsword in my possession for the dragon. Or did we determine it wasn't actually a dragon? It's not actually a dragon. Um, it's a construct. Uh, all right. Well, that. Jacob doesn't. Jacob doesn't know that, so we'll see what happens. Um, Dragon. All right. I uh, use this. This is gone. The wall of ice is gone. Um, just checking on the ranges on some things. Feet, but that's. Gotta look at the picture now. There's so much going on. Hey, Norm, right. while you're sitting there, yeah. Um, in the lower left corner of Owlbear Rodeo, there's an edit pencil. Mm -hmm. Click on that and change your name to um, Doug instead of Violet Fungus. Huh. <laughs> uh, all right, five. Uh, That's 15. amazing. <laughs> 
it automatically assigns a name to you when you come in. It's so in the uh, party in direct, the right. Which the direction is the dragon coming from? Uh, from the south, from down here. Let me grab this and throw him on there just so you can All right. see him. He's on his way. Um, okay, I'm going to move over to the side so I can get... Um, get past Tika with it and I am going to and this I don't know if it works but it worked last weekend uh, I'm going to throw the beat of force <laughs> so this is my last beat of force um so she needs to make a DC 15 deck oh and I'm throwing it to the point be far enough behind her that it's at least 10 feet away from Tika Okay. She has to make a DC 15 dex saving throw. Dex saving throw, DC 15. That is a 17. So okay. she saves. So she just takes some damage? What happens taking, yeah. yeah. So she's not going to be encapsulated. It might might be cheating to you know encapsulate her but okay so the damage is the total damage is 12 force so she would take half wait, let me see uh succeeded uh okay no she doesn't take any damage creatures that succeed are pushed away from the center of the sphere until they are no longer inside of it so so a ten foot this uh it's a ten foot radius, so twenty foot diameter. Twenty so foot it diameter. would have been it would have been like the square south uh west south. of Oral would have been the center of it. The center of it? So she's gonna get so like, pushed towards the nightmare horse? Basically, yeah. Ten feet. Towards the nightmare horse, towards the chasm. I'll see if I yep. I'll see if I can yeah. draw the chasm. We had a call. We had issues drawing circles last week, but I'll see if I can do it. Had issues oh, no. attaching a circle to something. There we go. Uh, about like that is where it appears. Okay, so it is going to oh, push. Just push her diagonally. Yep. So the horse is going to end up being pushed by her, um, and I need a dexterity saving throw from the horse. Honestly, yep, what I need. Sure. If he makes it, he can step to where you want him to step. If he fails it, he's going to be right where he is. <laughs> As this large and then it would... face creature is suddenly shoved at him. It's only a nine. Would... Yeah, so he's going to be where he is. And he will take uh, roll d6 here. That seems fair for a shove. Uh, two points of bludgeoning damage to the horse. I'll track his hit point somewhere. <laughs> yep. And then um, bonus action, I will have Tika attack again. Did that that did half damage to her? No, it it, it does no damage if they no save. damage. Okay, okay, no damage on the side. Uh, so eight, 18 to hit. Eighteen does hit her. Okay, so now it's not all of this because I'm assuming she's immune to cold damage. Um, yeah, she is immune to cold damage. So it's the first die. So the uh, the piercing damage is five plus three is eight. 
Wow, really? She's got no resistance to piercing. That's interesting. Um, and, so, uh, uh, 13 piercing, you said? 12. 12. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Eight, eight piercing. Eight piercing. Eight piercing, because the cold damage doesn't, wouldn't affect okay. her. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I'll leave Tika where she is. That's a good spot. So, okay. uh, that is everything I plan to do. I am going to say that it, uh, the spiritual weapon got shifted just slightly out of the force. <laughs> yep. Um, let me see. That is Jacob. So that moves us to Doug. It is you, Doug. Hmm. Uh, yeah, Doug's gonna, as a bonus action, cast second level, um, Searing Smite. And then I am going to fly down in between, I suppose I can just do it. Yeah, move yourself. Fly down in between. Hey, welcome to playing with a map, Tom. Yeah, no shit. Uh, Make sure you have your hand selected. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to go right yeah, about it there. It should lock to a square if you hold it in the center of the square. Yeah. I. Yeah. You Is that how you want me to do it? Do you want me to stay in yeah, a square? Yeah, if you can stay inside a square. Okay. That's All right. That's where I will be perfect. then. All right. Um, and I'm going to attack uh, with my mace. Yeah. Okay. 19 hits, hopefully. Uh, yes, 19 does hit her. Alright, so that'll be 6 plus uh, shit, what is it now? Is it 2d6? Hearing smite. Hearing Smite, 2d6 at level, 2d6 at level 2. Okay. So 6 plus whatever your 2d6 is. 6 plus 8, so 14, and that 8 is fire damage. That 8 is fire, so that's 16, and then 6 is 22. Huh. Is really interesting that it is 22. Hmm. The ice that is standing um, when you smite her, you hit her with a, you do the bludgeoning damage and then the fire damage follows through on that and the ice cracks and shatters and collapses to the floor kind of <laughs> pushing out to the side um, and standing in the spot where she was is one second <laughs> A, um, a 
ball of bright white glowing light. And you hear the dragon roar in the background. And we'll stop there. Mm. Just so you know, for next week, I still have my second attack. Oh, that's yep. amazing. That's a great place to stop. That is that a fantastic a lot of place damage. to stop. Um, nice work, man. You want to hear something really funny? She had 22 hit points. This form had 22 hit points left. You did just enough to destroy this form. Nice. Awesome. So what you see before you is her third form. Because you defeated her first form when you first encountered her. Oh, that's right. You have Oral's third form and a dragon incoming. Get him! Yeah. Yeah. All right. We are towards one quest. We are here every well most Sunday mornings, 8:30 a.m. Central Time. Twitch.tv slash Tom M Norm T O M M N O R M. Can find us wherever uh, you want. We live in Green Bay. That's where we're at. Now we're on Twitter, twitter.com for or twitter.com slash two nerds one quest. Number two nerds number one quest. You, it makes me feel good that you messed this because I didn't know it last week. Yeah. Like, well, I'm, I'm oh, uh, out of practice. He knows it. Yeah. Yep. I'm out of practice. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, follow us, give us some reviews, uh, get the podcast. Usually drops Monday morning, 7.30 a.m. Central Time. The uh, For the patrons, the podcast usually drops somewhere between 11 and 12 uh, today on the day that it is done. So you get it a full, almost a full day before uh, everybody else. You also get the edited or unedited versions in Patreon. Uh, the podcast that comes out on Mondays does not have the pre and post show chat. So just a dollar a month gets you essentially, usually, especially during winter, four, four, uh, four shows for a dollar with unedited content. So you get all the fun stuff. Not that, you know, the hour and a half in between isn't fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but wherever you get your podcast from, uh, give us a ratings and reviews. We'd love to uh, see what you have to say about the show. We'd love to to get those reactions um and itunes or apple podcast is fixed apparently that was Yay. down for about a month and a half and i did not know that uh but that is well, all we got a lot of weeks off when it was down and because the only reason i knew it was mm-hmm. down is because i usually listen like in the morning before we go on i listened mm-hmm. to the end of the previous show to if i didn't listen to it during the week <laughs> i went to look at it i'm like oh uh it's not the episode i thought it was so i had to go to youtube <laughs> Yeah, and YouTube is where all of our VODs live after they are removed from from Twitch. Twitch holds them for a month, I think. Um, But the VOD goes onto YouTube uh, usually within a week or two of us doing the show. So you can go to our YouTube channel. uh, Just search for Two Nerds, One Quest. You'll find us there. Uh, Go to bit.ly slash our fun Discord. Join our Discord. Have some discussions with us. Music, games, D&D. Uh, find all of our links for all of our stuff. So with that being said, for me, for Cooch, for Genius, and for the DMJC, peace we out, bitches. <laughs>